have to tell you that the path to building a business is treacherous. It's tough to come out of your shell and open up yourself to rejection, to criticism, to disconnection. I'm Jill Wright, Life, Money, and Connection Coach, and welcome to Connect the Dots, a podcast that helps you connect to profit with a purpose. I am known in many places as a money mindset coach and an expert in detecting scarcity thinking. Scarcity thinking in a nutshell is focusing on what you don't have, what you won't get, or what you'll lose. It's focusing on what you're not doing, what's not working, or what you can't do. But here's what I know for sure. You don't lack knowledge, expertise, or experience. You don't lack time, money, or energy. You don't lack focus, discipline, purpose or potential. You don't lack direction, creativity. You lack nothing but connection to any of these. On Connect the Dots podcast, we'll explore all aspects of your life and business. Because what I learned is that every problem I coach on comes down to connection. I am so excited to share this journey with you. Let's take the first step toward connecting you with yourself, your message, your people, and your purpose so that you can connect the dots on your path to fulfilling your mission in the world. So let's connect the dots. Hey there, and welcome back to Connect the Dots. I'm Jill Wright, your life, money, and connection coach. And I I love when these podcasts come to me and they are so re- easy. I have the thought that my podcasts write themselves. So I hope that the podcasts that write themselves are valuable to you. <laughs> and I hope that you find a thought like that when you're... Uh, putting your ideas out into the world. And so for some people, helping plants thrive is really a cinch for them. You know, the gardeners, the people that say they have green thumbs, the people who love yard work and think it's therapeutic. I'm not one of those people, but I do love houseplants. And I love flowers. And I especially love things that don't take a lot of work or effort (laughs) in the garden, especially like my peonies. I love my peonies because I planted them like four years ago. And every year, I wish they bloomed more than once a year, but every year they bloom and they have a ton of blossoms on them now. The first couple years they didn't, but I don't really have to do anything to enjoy those peonies. And I don't know if you've ever smelled peonies, but they are the best smelling flower in my opinion. I like them so much better than roses. I love roses, but I love the smell of peonies in the spring. I just love them. And so those are the kind of plants I like. (laughs) But so some people, their plants thrive and it seems like if it's effortless to them. For other people, they struggle with plants. They can kill a stone. <laughs> but we might think of our businesses in the same way. And I know that I have thought of my business in the same way. I look at other coaches building their business and it seems so easy for them. It's like everything they try turns to gold. And <laughs> That doesn't, that's not the way I feel about my business most of the time. Um, but what does it take 
what does those, what does it really take to build a strong, thriving business? And do you really have what it takes? Are you one of those coaches that things are easy or are you one of those coaches that things are hard and they never work? Um, so in this episode, I just want to give you a perspective that maybe helps you consider thinking about your, diff- your business differently. And so, and this is based on what I noticed the day that this podcast topic came to my awareness. It was a very content rich day. I didn't plan it that way, but I, I had like three or four podcast episodes that came to me just very easily. So it was like, you know, I had a green thumb for podcast episodes that particular day. So um, people say that orchids are hard to grow. And I don't know why they say this, but I'm going to explain in a minute. My first orchid I got after my sister-in-law's funeral back in 2018. I, it was, it was a very sad occasion. So the podcast is not about that, but it was about this orchid. And I thought it was really pretty. Um, You know, orchids, at least the ones I have, don't really have a floral scent or I, I don't think they really have any scent at all. At least mine don't. But they do have this very simple and quiet, elegant beauty about them. They're just, I don't know, that's just the, the, the description that comes to mind for me. And I guess it's their simple beauty that called to me. And no one else had claimed this orchid or objected to me claiming it. So I took it home with us. And it was in Virginia. So we made the trip from Virginia back to Tennessee and the orchid made it just fine, even with two dogs in the car. Um, But I had never had an orchid before. This was the first one I had ever tried to grow or ever owned. And I had heard how hard they were to care for, but I am not a researcher. I generally, I don't even like watching, um, I don't like watching how-to videos. I don't like watching tutorials, generally speaking. I am just kind of a, try it and see how it goes. I'm an experiential learner. Maybe maybe that's what you call it. And so I thought, I'll just give it a go. We'll just, we'll just wing it. That's, that's kind of how I roll. Um, I didn't, so I didn't really know much about them. I didn't know why people said they were hard to grow, but I had heard that before. And I didn't really have any expectation or even attachment to it thriving or not thriving. I just trusted that it would all work out or we would figure it out or, you know, something of that nature. At the very least, I thought, well, I'll just enjoy its simple beauty while it lasts because it was in full bloom and it was beautiful. And I was like, why not? So I have enjoyed it. I have thoroughly enjoyed this orchid and I've had it for five years now. Um, And what's even better about this orchid is that it has been relatively easy. I really haven't done that much with it. I really haven't tried even though people say orchids are hard to grow. I guess I just didn't buy into that or maybe I I think what it was even more than that, like I didn't challenge that belief. I just didn't care. I'm like, okay, whatever. 
I'll just hang on to it for as long as I can. I will just do the best I can. So I set it in my dining room and my dining room has a lot of windows. There are five windows in my dining room and it gets morning sun. Now that's not why I put the orchid there. I didn't put the orchid there because it was the best place for the orchid. I put the orchid there because it was the best, most convenient, easiest place for me. It was not about the orchid. It was all about me. Um, but the dining room gets, and this is why it was the best for me. The dining room gets the least amount of traffic. So plants are a lot less likely to be in the way or be tripped over or be knocked over and the dirt spilled all over the floor, whatever. There are corners available. There's not a lot of corners in my house because I have a pretty open floor plan. Um, so the dining room is one place where there are corners available so that I can put the plant stands. And if I put all of my plants in that one room, they're all in one spot. So I can water all of them at the same time. And I'm less likely to miss watering one because I've done that in the past where I had one plant in another room and, you know, a couple of months later I noticed, oh gosh, I forgot that plant was in there and I haven't been watering it and it was mostly dead. So although all of these reasons were my reasons and not the reasons that I thought I had to or should do in order for the orchid to grow, hint, hint, parallel to your business, <laughs> it just so happens that the orchid liked that spot too. Apparently that orchid liked the morning sun and the spot that I put it in, it enjoyed and it thrived there. And I can't count how many times it has bloomed since I've had it being in that spot. Now, mind you, I wasn't trying to grow an orchid. It wasn't ever an intentional goal of mine. I wasn't trying to be a person who could grow an orchid. I only brought it home and took care of it the best I knew how with the only intention being that I wanted to enjoy it while it lasted. And despite not having any expectations, despite not trying, when it blooms, and no matter how many times I've seen it do this, and like I said, I, I lost count at how many times it has bloomed since I've owned it, but every time it blooms, I'm in awe of the beauty. I'm just like taken aback by it for some reason. I'm compelled to take pictures every single time, even though <laughs> every time it blooms, it looks the same. The blooms look the same. They're just as beautiful as the last time I took pictures of it. But yeah, every time it blooms, I have to take pictures um, so that I can remember, oh, this happened and this is so beautiful and this is so splendid and delightful and just it just reminds it just brings up those feelings for me when it, it blooms so you know just in case it ever does stop blooming I'll have lots of pictures and can feel that way anytime I want and now flowers whether they're blooming in somebody's home or in the garden or along a mountain path anywhere in or near nature no matter where they are 
flowers blooming just captivates me for some reason. I just, the natural beauty and the fact that it just happens without me trying just fascinates me. So, um, so today, or actually the day that this happened, the day that this podcast wrote itself, it occurred to me that I haven't tried, I haven't forced, I haven't pushed, proved, or exhausted myself trying to get any of those flowers that captivate me, that fascinate me. I've not done any of those things to try to get those to bloom. I just very simply received them or planted them or drove by them. I may have watered them if if they're in my own yard or in my own home. But it's just a simple process that I get to enjoy. And when I thought about it, I was like, most of the plants I have in my house, I didn't even buy. Most of the plants I've gotten from funerals or their cuttings from plants that I got from funerals. And just as a side note, I have always treasured the plants that I've gotten from our family's funerals because they're just such a joyful reminder of the person that they were given in honor of. And sometimes I've even named them for that person. I used to have a plant and I think, um, I don't think we moved it from Florida to Tennessee with us, but I used to have a, a plant named for my brother, Tim. And so I would say, you know, yeah, I've got to go, go water Tim. But anyway, that's just a side note. But it occurs, me, it occurs to me that as a result of having this coaching business, I've also had the honor and ple- pleasure and privilege to witness some pretty amazing coaches and entrepreneurs bloom as well. And I can't take credit for the work that they did in their lives and businesses Um, and I'm no less in awe. I'm no less captivated by them as I am by the flowers that I admire. I'm no less fascinated by the success that they have or the growth that they have, or just the work that they do that I'm so, um, that I so admire. And, and it feels So it feels like, because they've done all the work, it feels like I haven't had to try to receive that honor, pleasure, or privilege to witness that. Just like I haven't had to try for the most part, um, other than watering and planting, um, to enjoy those flowers blooming. And so this is true, whether they've been a client, a peer, a colleague, I've just received them and handled them just like the orchids in the best way I knew how noticing where they bloom best, how much water they need, how much attention they like. I've just set the intention to enjoy it while it lasts. And so to me, it's utterly amazing at what is possible when we simply get out of the way, when we are just being who we are, when we're just doing what we do, when we're letting God in nature, take care of all of the details. Yes, we do our part, right? But 
I don't think we have to strive and prove as much as we might think we do. They say that building a business is hard. Well, they say that growing orchids is hard. And I'm now thinking that maybe building a business doesn't have to be as hard as they say it is. Maybe like my orchid, I can just let go of the expectations and pressure and just enjoy it while it lasts. Maybe I can just make the investment I want to make, just like I just chose the spot for the orchid. And maybe I do make the most of that investment, but I do that by just letting it be simple, by not trying so hard, by making it fun and truly enjoyable. So this was a wonderful way to connect the dots for me when this whole idea came to me as I was admiring my orchid that morning. (laughs) And I hope me sharing it helps you connect some dots in your own life or business that enable your flowers to bloom and thrive. Because I love sharing perspectives that help me enjoy my life and business more. Now, I would love to hear the perspectives that help you enjoy your life and business more. So send them to me or better yet, we can connect and record a podcast about it. We can, you know, look at the perspectives that you've had and what they've produced for you, how they've helped you thrive and how they've helped your business thrive or, or your life or your children or your community thrive. So can our lives and businesses really be that easy? I want to say yes, they can. And I will see you next week to connect more dots to show you how easy it can be. Now, if you want your summer social to be easy and fun, sign up for my summer social scavenger hunt. I was originally thinking that I might take a break from social this, this this summer, but then I decided, well, what if it could be super, super easy and really fun and not take the amount of time that I think it has to take? So that's what I'm doing. And I decided to create a community of other people that want to do that same thing. Because what I noticed is although I didn't want to put the work into social, I did want to stay connected with my people and and, and help them stay connected to my message and my mission. And so if you want that for your people, if you want to stay connected in your business and to your people, but have it be super easy lots of fun, and not take so much time, then join me in my summer social scavenger hunt community. I'll be sharing uh, links to the uh, join it. It's free. So there's no cost and you can do as much or as little in there as as you want. You can just enjoy the community in there. You can um, share your posts in there and have ask people to like uh, save, share, and comment on your posts, and we can all support each other in our summer social scavenger hunt this summer. So look for that link. It'll be on my Instagram bio in just a couple of days after this uh, podcast is published. So I will see you there. 